Hello, sacred soul. I am so grateful that you have decided to press play on this episode. You are in for such an incredible conversation. Before we get started, I do want to encourage you to be fully present with this conversation and maybe have a notebook and a pen nearby so you can jot down some notes. It's my intention that you walk away with something that you can take action on. So if you have some notes or you do find that you're taking action on something really inspired by what we talk about in this episode, I also encourage you to stay after the episode is finished for some details about Sacred Success Live, which will be opening up at the end of this month. And we will be starting officially for a six month container in September. So if you want the details, stay to the end of the episode and I will let you get into all of the juicy things we're going to talk about today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Energetics of Everything podcast. Today, we are discussing the Sacred Success Codes. So far, the Sacred Success Codes are six very specific and very potent ways that I apply human design to my business. These codes were originally going to be the groundwork or the foundation for the Sacred Success Business Academy. And if you know a little bit about what's happened over the last couple of months, my team and I put together this incredible 12-month support container. We set everything up for an incredible launch. The invitations were everywhere. And I decided that we needed a full year, a full 12 months to go through all of this content to really give the transformational experience that I thought was necessary for sharing this work. What happened was a beautiful, beautiful lesson in overextending myself. And also there's almost this hesitation that I have towards giving too much information too quickly. I've been told several times in the past when I just let myself go, let myself ramble, let myself think at the speed that my brain thinks in and teach at the speed that I want to teach. Sometimes that has been too much and that's been overwhelming for other people. So I had this story in my head for a really long time that if I wanted to teach something in the detail and in the depth that I wanted to teach it at, that I needed to be giving it a full container. I needed it to have all of the time and all of the space for everybody to learn, implement, and get support with what it was that I was teaching. With the launch of the Sacred Success Business Academy, we had a lot of interest, but no one ended up enrolling. This was the first $0 kind of failed launch that I've had in a really, really long time. It was a beautiful time to just reflect on what was going wrong, what I did that was aligned and what I learned from that experience. I learned that it's very easy for me to build a really big container. However, the content that I want to share and the content that I want to teach doesn't necessarily need to be slowed down. And I don't need to slow other people down in their implementation. I believe that if I'm able to talk about a topic and if I'm able to give you all of the details that I want to give you in two hours, that's something that I am capable of. And if it takes you a year to implement it, that it takes you a year to implement it. But if it takes you a day to implement it, there's also that potential. What I realized with these sacred success codes that I wanted to be helping people implement in their businesses over the entirety of a full year in the business academy that we launched, I realized that I don't need to give people that much time. And I also don't need to be energetically, emotionally, and physically available to supporting people while they're learning this. 
I was saying that in order for me to teach this, I can't just teach it. I have to also hold people and walk with them step-by-step and coach them and support them in implementing this into their business. However, that's really not recognizing one of my greatest skills. So some two-line recognition here. I'm good at giving the details and I'm good at explaining things in a way that makes sense. I'm good at activating people and inspiring people to take action. That's a big part of what my energy does is it initiates people to create a big personal change in this present moment and right now. By me saying that I needed 12 months to support people in going through all of this content, I was trying to control the timeline when that's not something that I'm here to control. So what I realized is that I am ready to share this content now. I am ready to share these masterclasses and share these very specific topics, these very specific codes right now. And I can do it in a way that is cohesive, in a way that makes sense, in a way that's digestible while not compromising the depth of the conversation that I want to have. And I do not have to hold people in a support container for an entire year for them to get results from what it is that I share. That was the reframe. That was the pivot. That was the experience that I got to go through. I've also been working with gate 20 a lot in the last couple of months. Gate 20 is the gate of grace. It's in the emotional center. This is a gate that is undefined in my tropical and my sidereal human design charts. However, this is a gate that I have worked with a lot. This is a gate that I've been studying. This is a gate that I have been embodying. It's just the essence of this gate. And so I've been learning how to navigate difficult conversations or difficult situations with emotional grace. It's a split gate for me. So my emotional center is defined. I have 12 defined, but I do not have the 22. And so there's this reaching energy. Gate 22 is something that comes through in my energy all of the time. It's something that I reach for all of the time. And so now it's something that I have worked with. And this entire last month has been quite the experience with navigating difficult situations with grace. There's been chaos in my personal life. There has been chaos in my family. There has been chaos in my business. And every single moment that I have experienced, even though it wasn't exactly what I thought it was going to look like, I was able to navigate it with grace. And I'm bringing in gate 22 here specifically because I think that when we learn about undefined energy in our chart, we often think that it's something that we do not have. And that's actually incorrect. It's a blank slate when you're born here, but it's something that's here to be conditioned and it's something that you're here to learn about. One of the things that really sets my work apart from other people is that I'm not afraid of conditioning. Yes, deconditioning and letting go of all of the patterns that do not serve you is a crucial, crucial part of the human design system and tuning into alignment and using this awareness system. The thing is that conditioning is not always bad, especially in our undefined centers. Conditioning is how we are going to learn and how we are going to master those skills that we are here to learn about the skills that are a blank slate when we come into this world. So gate 22 is a great example where this is a gate that caused me a lot of struggle. This was a space that I was searching to solve. This was something that I was looking to figure out at an energetic level. I've worked with positive conditioning and positive conditioning means watching and observing and learning from the people around you and from the situations that you're being presented with. 
then you learn how to navigate that energy. You learn how to surrender and you learn how to hold the frequency of grace, even though you don't feel like you have control over the situation. This actually brings me into the first of the six sacred success codes that we are going to be teaching in Sacred Success Live. And then these masterclasses will also be available on their own if you want to join either live or if you want to just get the masterclass and watch the recording at any point, they will be available because this is what is on my heart and what I really want to be sharing right now. So the first code, and I will say that the names on these are still up in the air. I have the content that I want to teach with all of them. I know the actual message and conversation that needs to happen, but the title is up to interpretation and subject to change. So if these are labeled something different in the future, that's because I'm emotional authority. and I don't quite have that clarity just yet, but the first code is about changing the conditions. One of the things that human design teaches us is it teaches us deconditioning and deconditioning is letting go of the things that you thought you had to be and the version of you that you thought you needed to be in order to be good enough. It's letting go of all of that and recognizing that you are perfect the way that you are. You can operate the way that you want to operate and the way that you naturally operate perfectly. That's who you get to be and that's who you're designed to be. Conditioning is something that once you let go of those patterns, you're able to learn how to navigate the things that used to be triggering in a way that is very freeing, actually. So we'll use gate 22 as an example here. But the first code is really about learning how to actually decondition in the moment. Sometimes we think that deconditioning needs to happen in sessions. It needs to happen in very specific healing containers. But healing and transformation happens in the present moment. It happens when you decide to do something differently, when you're presented with something that makes you want to repeat a previous pattern. Using that gate 22 energy previously, I am the type of person to avoid the emotions, avoid how I feel, not let my emotions impact the decisions that I make. And as an emotional authority, that's obviously not aligned for me. But I think that the greatest example of this is when I was younger, if I was getting emotional, I would hold my breath until I would pass out. That's how I learned to avoid the big feelings that were in my body that were too big for my little tiny human body to be experiencing and feeling. And that's how I learned to control it without letting it be expressed or letting it out. I would hold it in as much as I possibly could. Deconditioning that specifically has been about recognizing that if emotions are coming up in this moment, it's okay for me to say how I'm feeling. It's okay for me to be honest about how I feel, even if I'm talking about the person who I'm talking to. So I've learned how to navigate my emotions with grace, and I've learned how to trust the timing of my emotional process through positive conditioning and through recognizing and watching how other people do it and copying their process. This isn't me saying that I have to be that in order to be good enough. I'm not trying to hold this energy all of the time, but what I am doing is I'm recognizing that just because that gauge is undefined in my energy does not mean that I don't have access to it. It just means that consistently every single day, that may not be the most comfortable way for me to express my emotions. The most comfortable way for me to express my emotions is probably in my emotional center to my ego center connection 
where I will turn my emotions. I'll feel into my emotions. I will tune into them on my own by myself when there's nobody else around. And then I will be able to commit to a decision, feel the feelings, but it's also safe for me to express how I feel. So the first sacred success code is changing the conditions. And so this is recognizing that one in your undefined energy, you do not have to feel chaotic. You do not have to feel like you don't know what to do. There is a specific pathway when you are playing with the universe. It genuinely is a game. And so if you are given something to respond to changing the conditions requires that you are intentional about how you respond. The whole first masterclass that we're going to be talking about is how do you decondition in real life and how do you leverage your undefined energy to create positive conditioning so that you can learn and you can grow and you can give yourself tools to use as you navigate that undefined energy. We're going to be spending a lot of time looking at the five different kinds of conditioning. We will look at specifically how these patterns can show up positively and negatively. We'll dive deep into positive and negative conditioning and how you can discern what is positive, what is negative, if it's serving you, if it's not serving you, and you can choose freedom instead of victimhood. In it. I believe that gate 55 is one of the most profound gates to work with, and it kind of applies to everything that's undefined because in your undefined energy, that's where you receive, that's where you witness, that's where you watch, that's where you learn, that's where you get to grow. If you're in your undefined energy, essentially, you have the ability to feel like a victim and feel like, I don't know what to do here. I'm either going to freeze or I'm going to get really defensive. It can trigger that fight or flight response, or you can recognize that in every single moment, you are the most evolved version of yourself right here, right now. This is the best that you've ever been. From here, you have access to all of the power, all of the knowledge, all of the intuitive guidance that is within you. Absolutely everything that you need is within you in this moment. Changing the conditions is going to require you to tune into that inner world, tune out of the outer world, find that freedom of choice, and consciously choose how you're going to respond to the situation. I love deconditioning in the moment. I think that active deconditioning when you are presented with a situation to do something differently is the most profound work that we do. Yes, deep healing sessions have been incredible. And I've had some really amazing breakthroughs in deep healing sessions and in very intentional containers around this is my healing work. I'm doing healing right now. But also I feel like some of the most profound and most impactful changes have been when I was just responding to life and I recognized an opportunity to do something different. I want to give you an example here. Let's say that my engagement drops on Instagram. All of a sudden, I'm not getting nearly as many comments, likes, engagement, visualizations, interactions, whatever the stats are. Let's say that this drops. Initially, my response is going to be, I am frustrated. Creating from a space of frustration and allowing that frustration to respond without being intentional would look like I am frustrated and it can go two ways. One, it can go, it doesn't matter what I do. The algorithm hates me. Instagram is making it more difficult. It's really hard to get your stuff visible. This energy of no matter what I do, it's never going to be enough. That's going to be the repressive shadow. The frustration can allow me to feel like what I'm doing isn't good enough. And therefore it's never going to be good enough. So why even bother? Why change? And then I will probably end up continuing to do what I do, continuing to post the way that I post, 
but expecting lower engagement and expecting lower quality engagement, lower statistics on my end. That would be the repressive energy. The reactive energy would be seeing those lower numbers and getting frustrated and allowing that frustration to fuel me to take action and to jump into something that may not be aligned for me. This would look like, oh my gosh, I have to go buy a new Instagram course. I have to go see what everyone else is posting. I have to look at what's trending. Maybe I need to be making more reels. I should do a reel challenge where I do a reel every single day for the next 30 days. Maybe I'll do two reels a day every day for the next 30 days. That will change my engagement. So essentially the energy there is whatever I'm doing right now isn't working. So I have to do more. I have to do something different there. I'm either responding, feeling like, oh, I must not be doing enough already. And so therefore I have to do more in order to get the engagement that I want, or I'm in this energy of, I'm not going to get the engagement that I want. So why change anything? Why bother? It doesn't matter. Pointlessness purposelessness. Both are shadow energies here. The aligned action here would be looking at the frustration and getting specific on exactly what's frustrating you. If it's frustrating me that I am creating high value content and I'm putting a lot of effort into my content that I'm sharing on Instagram and I'm not getting the engagement that I want, I'm going to look at what am I making that mean? Am I making this mean that I'm not good enough at what I do? Am I making this mean that I'm putting energy into something and I'm not getting something in return? Because if that's the case, why is the engagement so important to me? What am I making the engagement mean? Am I making the engagement mean success in my business? Am I making it mean that I'm creative enough? Am I making it mean I'm not making things understandable enough or I'm not making the right content? Am I making the engagement mean that I am doing something wrong? Because what's happening is that's just the universe's next move. The universe says, low engagement, see how you respond. So I can respond with the intention. I can see that low engagement. I can say, okay, I am not available for this. I will not be receiving low engagement in the future. And so from there, I can shift my energetic state and I can double down on my commitments and my standards. So standards and expectations is going to be a conversation that we have throughout all of these masterclasses but it's a beautiful conversation. You can set expectations. And when you're setting expectations, expectations tend to be around what you're receiving. Expectations tend to be about what you're getting in exchange for the effort that you're putting in and for the work that you are putting in. Expectations tend to be in the undefined energy. So if I put an expectation on myself, it would mean probably something undefined G-Center. So it would mean that I'm expecting to be a certain person. I'm expecting to go in a specific direction. I'm expecting to be loved for a very specific thing. If I'm expecting my engagement, and for me, I make it mean it often. This is a pattern for me that I've been consciously working on is my engagement doesn't mean love. My engagement means nothing about who I am, where I'm going. My engagement is just numbers. It's just numbers on a screen. The engagement doesn't matter. And I actually want to let go of the attachment around the engagement. If I get high engagement on a post, if that has the power to make me feel good, and then if I get low engagement on a post, if that has the potential to make me feel bad, I am not in my power. The engagement has all of the power. I am saying that this number on a screen dictates how I get to feel. And as an emotional authority, that is incorrect for me. For anyone that's incorrect for you. (laughs) But specifically as an emotional authority, that is incorrect for me. That means that I'm not processing my feelings and I'm not taking action from a space of alignment. So when I see that low engagement, what I'm going to do is I'm going to respond intentionally. I'm going to double down on my commitments and my standards around how I show up. 
I create in a specific way, I expect engagement to constantly be increasing, constantly over a lifetime, constantly increasing. If one day those numbers are going down, that means that, okay, cool. We're letting go of things that aren't serving us. We're rearranging some things. I make it mean something different, but I don't make it mean something about me. I change my perspective so that I can see that the engagement is something that happens on Instagram. It is a number. It is something that I look at occasionally, but it doesn't have to dictate how I feel. I can come back to my core beliefs in that moment and recognize that if I am doing my work, then the right people are seeing it. That's a standard that I have. So I will set standards, but not expectations. An expectation is essentially, if we think about it as a person, if I'm in a relationship with somebody and the expectation is that you were going to talk to me nicely, I can say that over and over and over again. I can say, no, you have to talk to me nicely. You have to talk to me nicely. And that is setting an expectation. However, I don't have the power to control how other people react. I do not have the power to control how other people respond to me. If somebody is not treating me the way that I want to be treated, they're not talking to me nicely. I do have power in that situation. I do not have to stay in that relationship. I do not have to stay in that conversation. When we're receiving something that we don't want, we want to set a standard. We want to set a boundary around, I am not available for that. I am not available for that. If somebody is talking to me in a way that I do not appreciate, I will inform them. I will let them know that that's not something that I'm available for. You can't talk to me like that. And if they continue to push that boundary, I will sever the relationship. I will cut ties with that person because you're not allowed to be in my world unless you are meeting my standards, unless you are interacting with me in a way that I am receptive to. I do not have to change the situation. I do not have to change the person just because the person is in my world does not mean that they are capable of living up to my standards. And if they're not capable of living up to my standards, that does not mean that I am going to lower my standards in the moment to receive what is being handed to me. That is an opportunity for me to change the conditioning. That is an opportunity for me to say no. And I like to think of it as the actions that I take right now, I'm setting myself up for the future. I'm setting myself up for the next response. If I say, if I compromise on something, if I compromise on a boundary and I say, yeah, that's fine. You can treat me like that. The universe will say, cool, you're available for that. You are an energetic match for this. We will keep matching you with this frequency. If I am not available for low engagement or I am not available for people treating me in a specific way, if it happens, it doesn't mean that I have done something wrong to manifest this. That is an opportunity for me to get extra clear on my next steps. Coming back to the engagement example, if I'm getting low engagement, I'm going to have a conversation with the universe. I'm going to have a conversation with me. I'm going to make sure that I am aligning with my responsibility in that interaction. When it comes to social media content creation, I create what I want to talk about. I create when I want to talk about it. I create what feels good to me in that moment. I don't create from a space of force. I don't create with the intention of getting more likes and more engagement. Yes, that's beautiful. And that's a great way for me to recognize and see that my work is being appreciated by people. But that's not the reason that I create it. The reason that I create is because I'm a creative being and I need an outlet for creativity. If I am actually in alignment with who I said I was going to be, which is I am somebody who creates because I enjoy creating, then I can't have expectations around the engagement. 
I can express my desires and I can express my desires for specific numbers and specific ranges. And I can attune to that frequency. But if I'm not getting it in the moment, here's what I'll do. If I'm getting low Instagram engagement and I'm working on increasing it, I will say, cool, it is increasing. This may be what I'm getting right now, but I'm raising my standards. I'm not going to do anything crazy right now to make this look the way that I want it to look, but I am showing up in a way that's in alignment with me. And I know that who I am right now dictates who I get to be in this next moment. You can change your standards. You can change the situation. You can change your perspective. And all of this is going to kind of come back to you get to change the conditions in the moment. How you respond to low Instagram engagement is a big deal. That's an opportunity to respond in your business. That's an opportunity to accept an invitation. That's an opportunity to see if there's a slightly more aligned way to approach that topic or approach that situation. We are going to be diving very, very deep into the energy of changing the conditions in the first masterclass. The second sacred success code is being your own niche. Being your own niche is a really, really fun topic for me. This stems from the question that I get a lot, which usually really frustrates me. (laughs) And then I looked at it deeper, changed the conditions and created an opportunity out of it, just like we were talking about in that last little section. But being your own niche, I came up with this concept when I was getting asked, what is the right career path for me? I get this question where people are looking for specific information around like, should I be a teacher? Should I be a doctor? Should I be a lawyer? Should I be in marketing? What job should I be using? What job should I have essentially? That's the wrong question. Human design does not tell you what career path you're going to succeed in. It can give you some hints around where your son is, like what house your son is in. There's lots of different things you can look at to get a sense of direction. However, Purpose is about who you get to be. It's not about what you do. It's who you are. And being your own niche is recognizing that your talents and your traits are going to show up regardless of what niche you're working in, regardless of who you're serving. There's going to be specific things that you are energetically attuned to doing regardless of where you are. So for example, I was known in nursing school for being able to teach difficult topics for being able to make things make sense. I was known in nursing school for my notes, for taking concepts, breaking them down into my own creative expression. My notes were beautiful. I drew on them constantly. They had all of these colors. I used glitter pens. (laughs) They had, they're so pretty because I am somebody who creates around information. I've done this forever where I take a topic and I create something visually beautiful around that topic. So if it wasn't human design, maybe it would be astrology. Maybe it would be psychology. Maybe it would be plant care. I'm really into plants right now. As you can see my fiddly fig in the background. (laughs) Maybe it would be around plant care or organizing your home or whatever. I would probably be finding a way to create visually appealing informational content, regardless of the industry that I was in. I could see myself being in nursing at this moment. And if I was in a nurse management position, I would be making pretty handouts for everyone. And I would make pretty schedules and I would make sure the policies made sense. And I would make all of these things because that's something that I do regardless of what it is that I'm consuming in that moment. Regardless of the niche that I am in, regardless of the field that I am working in, it's important for me to recognize that 
one of my skills is creating visually appealing, but also very digestible and very understandable information. I was known in school for being able to teach. So regardless of what field I'm going to be working in, I'm going to find myself teaching. I'm going to find myself explaining mainly because if I explain things out loud, I understand it at a deeper level. And energetically, that's just something that I do. So being your own niche is a conversation around offer creation. It's a conversation around building your business. It's a conversation around structuring your routines. It's a conversation around selling in a specific way. It's a conversation around marketing in a way that's going to support your energy. It's not about fitting your energy into the business model of somebody else and finding your niche and finding your ideal client, creating a client avatar and creating your branding pillars. It's not that. It is looking at who you are and seeing how those skills are showing up already in your life, how they have shown up previously, and how you want them to show up based on what you're passionate about in this moment. We're diving deep into some gates here. We're diving into channels. We're talking about energetic maintenance. This is a really, really incredible conversation that's going to change the way that we approach building a business from a space of alignment. That is me building a business for me and me building a business based around what I'm good at is why it was successful. It has nothing to do with the content that I am teaching. It has nothing to do with specifically what it is that I am sharing, even though that is incredibly valuable, but it's incredibly valuable because it's coming from me and it's coming from a space of authenticity. I've built a company that supports me and encourages me to be my most aligned self. This is an opportunity to get better and better and better at being me every single day. And that is exactly what I wanted my business to be. And it gets to be wildly successful because it's something that's so authentic and it's something that is so easy for me to show up in a space of alignment. Regardless of what kind of business you are running, it's important that you are being your own niche and you're not trying to fit into the world around you. You're creating your own path and you're allowing the world to adapt to you. This is decentering other people. In order to be your own niche, this is going to require a high level of personal self-confidence and this unshakable energy that you can create. And this leads us into the next masterclass that we are going to be discussing, self-centered. Self-centered was almost a course that I released probably six months ago. This is something that has been in my brain for a really long time. And this is such a good example of positive conditioning. If you know anything about my chart, you probably know that I have an undefined G-Center because I talk about it all of the time. And anytime that I lack a sense of identity, I pull in this, oh, I have an undefined G-Center. I don't know who I am. I don't know where I'm going just like sense of humor. I have learned so much about embodiment and identity work through my own deconditioning process. Now I've been deconditioning using the human design system for about six years now. And when I do something, I go all in. <laughs> so after really deconditioning my G center and letting go of all of those patterns around holding on to specific identities and being a specific person for the lovability and going in a specific sense of direction, all of those things. As soon as I let go of those patterns, I've gotten really good at alignment and identity work. This self-centered masterclass, what we're going to do is this is identity work. This is the masterclass on identity work because 
this is the skill that I have cultivated. I have learned so much about identity from deconditioning myself and then allowing myself to witness and watch and learn and be intentional around the positive conditioning that I create for myself and the guidance that I give others around identity. I know so much about identity. So the two gates that I have defined in my G center are 46 and 25. So the consistent ways that I access identity and the consistent ways that I navigate identity are in 25, which is the gift of self-acceptance. We have this energy of acceptance. We move from constriction into the energy of acceptance with 25. I've learned how to accept who I am in the moment. I've learned how to accept what is and accept what it is that I want. I've learned this energy of acceptance and acceptance is so beautiful for tapping into the higher frequencies of you. Gate 25 is the love of spirit gate. It's connected to the ego center. It's on competitive circuitry. By competitive, I mean centering circuitry, which has a lot of competitive themes to it. But it's a really beautiful channel. And that channel of initiation is about shocking yourself into a new level of acceptance. It's about shocking yourself into a new level of honesty, of self-expression. So I have that and I have 46 and 46 goes from seriousness to the energy of delight. What I have learned and my big triggers when it comes to identity is I'm taking it too seriously and I'm constricted. I constrict myself when I don't know who to be. I will just hold off and say, I don't know who to be in this moment. I will get really constricted, really tight and just freeze kind of bouncing off of this energy of 46, which is I'm taking it too seriously. With identity work, what I have learned how to do is accept what's happening in the moment, accept who I get to be in this moment and be delightful. Approach it in a non-serious way, bring this energy of delight into the experience. So if I'm in a delightful energy, if I am having fun with what it is that I'm doing, if I'm not taking it too seriously, I'm able to navigate that identity and it really doesn't matter who I am in that moment. I trust that who I am in that moment is the correct version of me for that moment. You get to learn how to trust that energy more deeply. We're going to go through all of the gates in the G center because all of them really focus on identity work, but we're going to be really deepening the concept of the deconditioning work that we've done. And we're going to look at identity in order to be your own niche. How do you stay centered in who you are? As you navigate a world that's telling you that you have to niche in a specific way, or you have to run your business in a certain way, because if you're paving your own path, people are going to question you if it confuses them, because you are going to confuse them. You doing things your own way will disrupt the status quo, which is exactly what it's meant to do. You're going to gain a lot of attention by doing something differently. Yeah, there's a lot of attention. There's a lot of visibility that can come with showing up fully in your authenticity. And when you decide to be your own niche, you are deciding to showcase your talents. You're deciding to showcase what you're genuinely good at, probably for the first time in your whole life. If you are claiming all of these incredible talents that you have, of course, those small insecurities are going to pop up. Of course, that small insecurity and that small little voice that said, you know, that conditioning around who I want to be isn't who I am right now or I'm an imposter, this isn't who I am, any of that. Like, I thought I could do this and now I'm realizing that maybe this was too much for me. You can doubt your capacity, you can doubt your skill set because it's new and because it's uncomfortable and because you're stretching yourself out of your comfort zone. 
in order to be self-centered, you want to be able to get your mind and your body in a space of stability. And in the gene keys, we just, we call this core stability. You want to create that core stability so that regardless of what's happening around you, regardless of what it looks like, regardless of who's telling you, you can't do it the way that you want to do it, regardless of the doubts that you're having, you can come back to who you are and you can come back to your power. This is about really seeing yourself in that next level and stepping into that next level version of yourself in the most profound conversation that we are going to have around identity work. And I think that this is going to absolutely change the game for identity work moving forward. And identity work is so, so huge. It's absolutely huge. But this is, I'm really excited for this masterclass. That's all I can say. That's the third sacred success code. The fourth one is going to be soul signed. If you know anything about me, if you've been watching the content that I've created over the past couple of years, you probably see me mention branding and content creation and your life's work and your conscious son a lot. There's specific things in your gene keys and in your energy that can help you with branding and can help you with signing your soul onto everything that you do and creating a soul signature. I have changed the visuals of my content a lot over the past couple of years. You can go through and you can see phases where I was doing like orange and green. You can see when I was doing just blue, I've changed the fonts, I've changed the colors, I've changed the styles, but people still recognize that it's my content. There's still this essence of Eden that is present in everything that I create. There's a science to this. There's a formula to this. There's a way where you can pull out the essence and the authenticity of who you are and bring it into your content. This is going to be a really beautiful conversation around content creation from a space of alignment. We're going to talk about using your profile to find your angle and to figure out who you are as an influencer or a creator. We're going to discuss your content creation process how you create, how you can work with your energy to create some sort of consistency, regardless of what your rhythms are. So manifestors who need to be working in those urges and those creative bursts, how do you turn creative bursts into a consistent business? We're going to talk about that in soul side. We're going to talk about content pillars from a space of authenticity. And I'm going to share with you in this masterclass, the formulas that I use for all of my programs for writing a sales page, for figuring out the size of container that I want to have for specific courses and offers that I have. I work with content ideas and I work with programs like they are something outside of me. I actually run human design charts for every single one of my programs. I have a human design chart for my business as well because I do not want to be the business. People can interact with me. People can interact with my energy. Absolutely. But my business is not me. My business is a container that I get to interact with. My business is something that supports me being in alignment. My business is not me. My programs are not me. Each of the programs that I work with, each of the offers that I create has its own identity. And with that identity, it has its own soul signature. It has its own branding. It has its own purpose. It has its own specific skill. It has its own ideal group size. It has its own tribal energy of the people that it wants to serve. I can look at a human design chart for a program and I know exactly what to say. I know exactly how to position it, but I also know the transformation that it's wanting to create 
And so then I can recognize if my skills will support this or if my skills will not support that. And that's not something that I think is compatible with my energy. I work with program charts very intensely and that's what I use to write all of my sales pages. That is what I use to outline my launch content. That is what I use to decide how many people are going to be in a specific container. That is what I use to decide pretty much everything regarding a program. And it's a really fun process. So I can teach that to you in soul science. This will be one of the master classes, also available in the sacred success live container. The fifth topic that we will be discussing and diving deep into is copywriting. Specifically, I'm going to call this code writing, not copywriting, because I want to teach you how to communicate between the lines. So again, there is some formulas here that we can use from your human design chart. But one of the free trainings that I did a really long time ago is called aligned launching. In aligned launching, I talk about how to use your design to figure out what to launch, when to launch, just kind of using your strategy and authority to get in alignment with whatever it is that you're about to launch and create. One of the topics that I discuss in there is the voices of the throat center. All of the voices in the throat center have a very specific style of communication. We have manifested channels, we have projected channels, we have that generated channel. There's different ways in which your type, in which your channels and your gates are going to show up in your communication. This is going to be a conversation around how you can communicate what it is that you want to communicate, but also it's going to show you what you're communicating. What is your communication style? How is it that you show up consistently when you're speaking? What is it that you want to be talking about? What is the style? What is the method that you use for creation? I'm a teacher. I explain things in details. I like to elaborate. I like to go deeper. I like to talk more. I like to unpack things. I like to make sure that people understand my perspective. I am not here to make it simple. You can understand it and you will understand it in depth and you will be able to create simplicity for yourself, but I do not give simple answers. I give a perspective shift. I don't tell stories. I tend to give details. My communication is very specific to my definition. Whether you have a defined throat center, an undefined throat center, or a fully open throat center, there is ways in which you can learn how to communicate consistently and learn how to see how it is that you want to be communicating, see what your energy is communicating already, and then just amplify it. A lot of what we're teaching here is how to amplify what you're already doing or amplify what you want to be doing naturally so that you are magnetic effortlessly. So it's not that you are trying 10,000 things to get a single result. The results show up naturally because you're focused on doing it in a way that's aligned for you. Code writing will be a conversation on communication. How do you get your message out? What platforms would support you in getting your message out? What do you want to talk about? What's the flow for creativity that you want to be creating? Do you need content pillars? Do you need a specific strategy Does that not serve you at all? Do you need to be creating in bursts? All of the things. We'll talk about all of the things, messaging and communicating in code writing, which will be the fifth masterclass. The sixth one is magnetic receptivity. And here's where we are going to dive into the relationship to money and service, specifically in sales and marketing. We're going to talk about sales. We'll talk about marketing. We'll talk about everything in human design that interacts with sales and marketing. 
we are also going to be looking at your relationship to money. Our relationship to money tends to mirror the relationship to masculine energy, regardless of if you are female or male or identify anywhere on the spectrum, you have this relationship to masculine energy. And by masculine energy, I mean structure, I mean consistency, I mean support, I mean safety and security, because those are things that the masculine energy creates and it allows for flow, it allows for receptivity, it allows for creativity to occur let's like put you in a really unsafe situation. If you're in the middle of the desert, you are not focused on how creative you can be. You are worried that you are not in a space to get what you need, which is water or food in that space. You're not worried about painting the horizon. You're not worried about being creative. You're not worried about sharing your perspectives with the world and sharing your ponderings with the world. You're worried about your survival. The huge theme that I see is even though people are aligning with their designs in business, or they're taking an intuitive approach, money can be triggering. Money is a very triggering topic. And so if your alignment is related to your reception of money, it can easily become this pattern where you blame yourself if the money is not coming in. So the money's not coming in. Oh, I must not be aligned. Then it becomes this weird, spiritual, almost religious. I must be doing something wrong. I have to repent. I have to do it right. God is punishing me or the universe is punishing me for doing something wrong. And that pulls us back into that victimhood mentality around there's a right action that I have to take in order to receive the money that I want to be receiving. I'm being punished for not doing what is right previously. It's a whole spiral. In order to get out of that, I want to share the perspective around why we buy, why we sell and selling and exchanging energy in a way that's aligned and feels like it's an integrity. A lot of spiritual and very heart-based individuals have a hard time charging money for their services and they still need to create stability. They still need to create an income in their life, but that interaction, that exchange, there can be some guilt, there can be some shame, there can be these feelings of feeling out of integrity with the methods of sales and with the psychology of sales and with the fact that sales is a manipulation a lot of sales tactics are focused on manipulating the psychology and manipulating the perspective of somebody. So they see that you have something that they need. Money is an intimate topic. Money is very personal for a lot of people. If you're interacting with somebody on a financial level where there is going to be money exchanged, there's boundaries that need to be put in place. There's emotional boundaries that need to be put in place. And there is a way to do it where you're serving people, you're supporting people, you're charging what you want to charge, and you're also putting the client's needs above your financial wants and your financial desires. So we're going to have a whole conversation around sales, marketing, and money from a very, very energetic perspective in magnetic receptivity. That is an overview of the six sacred success codes that we are going to be starting with. I may end up doing a continuation of this. I may end up doing more masterclasses on these topics, but this is the six masterclasses that are bundled with the Sacred Success Live experience. So if you join Sacred Success Live, you will get access to all of these masterclasses and you can also join them in a different format. If you want to go through it on your own as a self-based program, if you want to join the live event, those will be available later on. These are groundbreaking applications of human design in the business world. And this is going to be taught at a level of depth and a level of mastery that 
is going to set a new standard for master classes in general. We are going to be going into the details. We are going to be staying as long as it takes to finish the conversation. And these are going to be very practical skills that you can bring into your business that's going to be very actionable. So the goal is to help you align, but showing you specifically the details that you can be aligning with to create your message, to create your offers, to sell, to market, to take care of yourself and your energy, to pave your own path and stay in integrity and in alignment with who you are, even if things don't look the way that you want them to look immediately. I think that is all that I wanted to share with you in today's episode. These are going to be so, so, so much fun. I can't wait to get started with them. I want to thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you have a beautiful day. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the energetics of everything. I hope that you are walking away inspired. I hope you have some notes. I hope you had some beautiful breakthrough moments from the content and the conversation that we had today. And if you are looking for a deeper level of support as you embody your design in your life and in your business, I invite you to join us for Sacred Success Live. Sacred Success Live will be opening for enrollment on September 1st, and we will be closing enrollment on September 8th. This will be a six-month program where you will learn everything that I know about human design. You will get certified in my methods because you will have access to this incredible 250-plus video library that I have created on the human design and gene key system. This is the most in-depth program that I have seen available on human design specifically related to coaching. And on top of that, in the six months of support, you will get, I believe there's 60 calls, 60 calls or something ridiculous like that. I believe there's 60 calls that we're going to be hosting where you will learn chart reading skills. You will get to work through case studies. You will get to practice your skills. You will also get coaching and feedback and accountability on embodying your own design. Our goal is to not just teach you human design because Learning your design and learning some fun facts about yourself is one thing, but embodying it and living it and practicing it is something entirely different. And so that is the main goal of this container is to support you in making aligned decisions, aligned actions, and trusting yourself to guide yourself through any level of uncertainty that you may experience in life or business because business can be uncertain sometimes. And I want you to know how to access the intuitive wisdom that's inside of you because it's absolutely there. So on that note, if you are thinking about joining this container, I highly, highly, highly recommend that you tune into your inner authority to make this decision. I don't want you in your head. I don't want you thinking too much about it. I really want you to let your body lead you into this container. The people who've entered into containers with me from this space of, I don't know exactly why I'm here, but I know that I'm here for a reason, are the people who are able to create absolutely profound results with the work that we do. If you're coming into the space thinking that it's going to solve a specific problem or make you feel worthy or give you something that is possibly in your non-self, I encourage you to tune into your authority a little bit deeper to see if this is truly aligned for you. We have a whole episode on this podcast on aligned decision-making, so please check that out as a resource and to support you as you make this decision. If you have additional questions, you can reach out to us through email, on Instagram, wherever you want to contact us, and we will be happy to support you in making an aligned decision for yourself. And if this is following you, if this is calling you, I encourage you to follow that nudge and check it out. 
see what your inner authority says. And if it's an aligned decision, it's an aligned decision. And I will see you inside of Sacred Success Live.